And Remove. we're off. <laughs> so before we start going into it, let's talk about you, Kale. Okay, let's talk about what? How's this? Uh, so if you haven't known, Kale's been getting back into action the past couple weeks here. Yeah, we've been getting the body moving. It's been a, it's been a real fun time. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, not too bad. Um, I would say like my legs are way more sore than anything else. Yeah. Well, that one you're allowed to, because I mean, if you guys don't know, obviously Kel had two shoulder surgeries in a matter of like a three month span. Yeah. That was about a, this, because it'd be a year this month. The first uh, month. In October, yeah. So October, I think like 13th. And then you had the other one done in December? December 20th. Yeah. So it was like a two month span between the two shoulder surgeries. And so obviously the lower body, you can kind of tackle a little bit more. And then mm-hmm. how's the shoulders been feeling? Uh, shoulder been feeling, they normally feel pretty good Monday through Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday, it's kind of like, okay, they're, they're definitely starting to feel it. Yeah, how are you uh, feeling today? Not too bad today, actually, um, but I have shoulder day today, and like, arm day, <laughs> so uh, probably this week, it'll probably be like Saturday and Sunday that I'm going to be like in a bind. <laughs> okay, well just watch out for you, I'll be hitting that cross that open this year. Oh, yeah. Snatching 225. I'll be the greatest judge ever this year. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> So, but no, it's good to see you back at it. Uh, That's actually kind of fun. Um, You definitely, definitely missed it, I guess. Well, you slowly kind of work your way back into it. I think you'd kind of gone through a little bit of phase. You were kind of getting back into it and you kind of phased back out. I think you kind of were jumping back into training. Well, when I try to get back into it, I think I, I jumped on the gun too quick. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just, it ended up hurting me more than it did anything. And so it made me hurt more. And then I just kind of got angry and then I was like, all right, and I'm just screwed all this. Yeah. And so I kind of got pissed off at it for a while. Well, that's kind of a tough deal when you, cause I mean, you're at the peak of the year at Ben oh, before sure. you, before you had your injury. Right. For and sure. then, uh, when you kind of get back into it, right. You have like this idea of returning back to that form again, mm-hmm. right. And doing so you want to get back there as quickly as possible and you end up overdoing some things yeah. very quickly then well to be honest like when I kind of was getting back into it like I didn't realize how it, to be honest I thought I would have lost way more than I, I did mm-hmm. um and so like when I was when I'm let's say it was like a burpee workout or whatever it was like I'd catch myself like going a little bit too fast mm-hmm. um but I wouldn't realize it and then after workout I'd be like oh man I should, should not have done that you well know? when you start get the blood flow when you start feeling good well then you feel really good and everything's moving you got blood moving everywhere and you don't really feel anything and then after workouts like oh i should not have done that right yeah um that. but no it's definitely been good kind of getting back in the swing of things for sure well cool deal well um i don't know why we haven't talked about this before to be honest i think it's I thought this is a really cool topic well i don't know because uh, it was a we'll relate to it right yeah well it was a question i had a while back I, actually kyle james had asked the question during one of the nutrition seminars and uh huh so of course kyle james asked that question <laughs> And so, um, if, but I see people doing it all the time and I guess it's, it isn't register for an eye to talk about, but I think it's a really relevant thing that people use on a regular basis to, um, you know, using their fitness aspect. They, they rely on this, their, like their Apple watch or some type of wearable device. Whatever they're wearing on the wrist, right? Yeah. Like a Fitbit or an Apple, I mean, Apple watch is obviously the most relevant, yeah. right? And you see how many people are like, oh, I got to start my watch you know, before the workout mm-hmm. starts. And, um, they're you know, can the, can that watch in essence ruin, uh, or prohibit you getting the best results from your fitness training? I guess it's more the topic of the conversation. Yeah. Uh, because like we said, so many people use that to a degree to either a judge how good a workout was mm-hmm. to a degree, or they're using that to help gauge a little bit on their nutrition as well. Like how many calories are eating or whatever. Right. Exactly. So like you're using it for, 
in your fitness wise, you're, you're basing it off of like, okay, well I burned, you know, 500 calories in this workout, you know, so that might be high calorie burn for you in that individual workout. It's like, oh, that was a really good workout. That's how you're basing your protocol off of, right? From that device telling you burn X amount of calories. Or if maybe you're trying to lose weight and you're looking at the end of the day, you're like, okay, well I burned 2,800 calories. So I can- So I can eat 2,700, right? So I can, as long as I'm eating 27, I'll then lose weight. And so there's, there's multiple different problems that we're gonna kind of break down with that. So the first thing is really how inaccurate those watches are. Yeah. So let's, let's kind of look at some different things. So originally a couple of years ago, so these are kind of a little bit of the older watches and things like that. The range that they found that how inaccurate they were, ranging from 28 to 93%. Wrong? Wrong. On what part? On the way of calorie burn. Oh, wow. That's how inaccurate they were. Now, as technology's kind of improved a little bit over the last couple of years, they've kind of reined in that gap a little bit. A little bit. But still currently, all the current Fitbits and Apple Watches and all the things currently on the market are still ranging anywhere from a 20 to 30% inaccuracy range of calorie burn. Yeah. They said that the heart rate... I think that's it, the most accurate. The heart rate, on the, especially with the Apple Watch, was the most accurate consistently. That doesn't mean it was actually completely accurate, yeah. but pretty close to accurate. But the calorie burn was still about 20 to 30% off from what it truly was. And yeah. if somebody's using that to say, let's, and this is more on a nutritional aspect of, if somebody's using their watch as them determining how many calories they can have in a day will completely, it could completely ruin your progress yeah. in a way if like, you're if, if you're solely using that watch to say, okay, I'm eating, if I burn 2,800 calories and now I can have 2,600 calories because my, my watch is on 28, doesn't mean that's accurate. You could still technically still be overeating. Yeah, you could still be in like your surplus. Right? Yeah, you could still be in, because I mean, a 20 to 30% inaccuracy in that number. <laughs> so let's, you know, let's try to do the simple math here. So let's say I'm eating 3,000, let's say my watch said I burned 3,000 calories, mm-hmm. right? So a quarter of that would be roughly, what does that come out to be? Six to eight hundred calories, right? Give or take a little bit. Um, it's roughly about twenty to twenty-five percent. That's a lot of calories, right? It's almost a whole meal that you could be off by, yeah. right? So you could the watch could be saying you're eating twenty or you're burning twenty-eight and you're taking in twenty-six. When technically you only burned maybe twenty-three that day, yeah, so you're technically in a three hundred calorie surplus now. Yeah. Now you're gaining weight, right? Now you're gaining weight, right? <laughs> because of it. And so like Kyle James one time asked the question, he's like, well, you know, should we use a watch to help determine, you know, what our calorie output is? And the answer to that is, is no. You should just eat the same caloric intake regardless of what your watch tells you, right? Because for one, that that the inaccuracy of the watch is is not 100% accurate. So you can't rely on a device that's going to be inaccurate in the first place to determine your calorie burn. And two... If your variables are constantly changing from day to day, how many calories you're eating based off your watch. So if I'm eating 1,800 one day, 2,300 the next day, 2,000 the next day, depending on how many calories I burn, so on so called, that makes things really, really difficult. Yeah. When I can eat the consistent amount of intake day after day, every day right? it's a lot easier now to manipulate the variables, right? It'd be like going to work every single day and getting paid by the hour, but one day you're only working four hours, one day you're working 12 hours, one day you're working eight hours, right? So at the end of your two weeks, you're So at the end of two weeks, right? your your paychecks change so much from, from every two weeks that it's really hard to get control of your finances in the way of how much you should be spending in a month because you don't know how much you're gonna make that month because of it, right? So that could be 
a really tough thing to do. So that's why I would say just keep a consistent balance in your calories. And that way you can then gauge because you're going to work out pretty consistently. If, you're, if your workout regimen is staying consistent where you're working out four to five times a week, every single week, those areas are pretty consistent, right? And you can keep the consistent variables when it comes to your nutrition. And then from there, you can now range up or down depending on where your goals are. But you, cause you can't change thermodynamics. Yeah. If, if you're not, if you're not losing weight, you're not in a calorie deficit. It's, it's that simple, right? But a lot of people use their watches like, Oh, well, you know, I'm eating less than my, what my watch is telling me. Well, your watch is inaccurate. Your watch is wrong, right? Your watch is wrong. Like you can't, you're not going to outdo physics. Like this is not how <laughs> it works, right? Like that dog quote was, you know, like when you go to the vet, your dog's overweight. It's very simple, right? You give the dog less food and he loses and it weight. Works. And it works every single time. But as humans, we make it more complicated and like, oh, well, there's X and Y, Z reasons why as to why I'm not losing weight. It's like, well, because... A, that dog, you can control the dog's inf- like food intake. He has no control over that a lot of times, or she has no control over that. But with you, you have control. You have full control. Full control. <laughs> so it's not like somebody's like, nope, you can only eat this. You can only eat this, and they're controlling that. So that's the problem with people using that on the way of, on the nutritional side. Uh, now, when it comes to working out and people are using their watch as a gauge to determine how good of a workout was solely based off calorie burn. The problem with that is that you will always go for the longer duration Long things, right? Like, so for instance, and it's not that it's, it's a wrong thing. Okay. I don't want to make it out to be like going on a long bike ride or a long run it's or doing like a Peloton ride or, or Peloton treadmill runner like that is bad. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is a lot of people, get drawn to those things because of they're, matter, burning they're, they're burning more calories, so to speak. Right. And the, the problem with that and the analogy that I like to use to people is look at track and field. Like we talked about this yesterday because we we're talking about this topic is look at the physique differences in track and field. If you're watching a track and field event and you look at people who are the long distance runners, right? Yes, they are skinny but they're also very low muscle quality on the frame, right? They don't look lean, so to speak. They just look skinny. And almost to a degree, the word kind of like that skinny fat, yeah. right? Where they, there is no athletic muscle tone to that like body, You don't look right? at them and say, oh, I want to look like that, right? Most people don't most usually people look at a marathon I'm runner. I'm sure there's somebody long there, distance, Sure, and, and, that's, and that's what you want. That's yeah. what you want. That's fine. But most people don't look at that kind of body and be like, that looks like a body that's super fit, right? Now, if you look at the track athletes who are more the sprinters, mm-hmm. right? The guys who run 100-meter dashes, 400-meters, 800s, things like that. Those guys have a lot more quality muscle. They actually looked way more shredded yeah. because of the fact they had the quality muscle on them. And the fact that they have more scale, more scale muscle mass, they look more toned, right? Most people would look at a body like that and be like, that looks like that's an athletic physique. That looks like a, a, a very eye-appealing muscular, athletic looking physique. But in the races and most of the workouts they're doing, those guys are probably burning less calories during, during, that, during that, that particular session, right? If you took the calorie burn from those marathon runners, the long distance runners, on an any given training session, like a Tuesday, those guys are probably burning more calories than those guys that are doing the sprint work, mm-hmm. right? But one thing that people don't realize is that they're, they're putting their, all their concentration into that, the one session, right? How many times that burns that burn in that session? 
But one thing you're not realizing is that the neat, like how much energy you're expending at resting, right? So if, let's say your sessions are a little bit more higher intense with some weight training and you're gaining actual skeletal muscle mass, you're gaining skeletal muscle mass because of the training session, you're actually going to burn more calories at resting throughout the day compared to somebody who has less skeletal muscle mass who might do more of a longer duration piece and burn more calories through a session, but they're not necessarily doing high intensity weight training of any kind, right? So they might be, let's say that I pick a person burns 800 calories in a session and the other person only burns two or 300 calories during their session, but it's more high intensity weight training focused. That person's probably going to burn more calories just at resting throughout their day because they have more skeletal muscle mass. It requires more energy for the body to maintain muscle. So that way you have to burn more calories to maintain that skeletal muscle mass. Does that make sense? Yeah, Compared so. to somebody who doesn't have a high, high quality with their muscle mass. Your body doesn't have to work as hard, right? Exactly, right? And so that's really uh, where the difference starts to come into play. And I think a lot of people, and it's not always, I don't want to say like it's like everybody who does this because there are some benefits definitely doing longer duration stuff like that. Um, and some people just like the feeling they get from it, kind of that runner's high yeah. or long endurance high from it. But if you're somebody who you're liking the session because of the fact that the calories that you're burning, you're not looking at the bigger picture. You're looking at just that sole session alone, right? And so, uh, and like we talked about before, I mean, many times that you see people who do like these Ironmans and things like that, a good amount of them still have a lot of body fat on yeah. them. And once again, a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're not burning a lot of calories throughout the rest of their day. Because the, t- the intensity of the session is relatively low, low with no extra added weight training in there, right? And so I just want people to be aware of that if you're using your watch to help determine your fitness in the way of calorie burn or the quality of a session based off calories, you're, you have too much of a small mindset looking at it on that one individual picture instead of looking at more of a long-term outgrowth of how is this going to affect me in the long run day after day, month after month by including weight training in the higher intensity sessions compared to those long drawn out sessions. Um, that was kind of the, the main spill of it. Uh, I don't think there's anything else I want to add to that. Not there's anything that we talked about yesterday that I'm kind of missing out on. No, I think you got it. I mean, we talked about the nutrition side of it. I think you talked about the actual, like why it's different from like a, like a longer workout or like a, like a shorter workout. Um, I think you got it. Yeah. So really just the essence of it all, like I said, is just don't rely. It's, it's a fun if you, and people can, people like data, mm-hmm. right? They like to see that visual number. On well, I remember when I had my, my whoop, like I love just seeing the heart rate part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, like seeing like the heart rate tracker, like yeah. where it actually spikes and stuff in your and, workout. I think it'd be good in that aspect in the way of like maybe heart rate wise, like how mm-hmm. intense the session was that particular, I think is fine. And I know, like, obviously with the Apple Watch and the Whoop Bands, and I don't know if the Fitbits do or not, like, the, the sleeping tracking aspect yeah, of it all. That was a cool part, too. I, think, I don't I mean, know how accurate that is. I, don't, I haven't really looked on that side of how it accurate that is. It makes to know. But when it comes to the calorie tracking, how inaccurate... That's those, still a big difference. Though. Yeah. When you said even 20 30%, that's, a, that's a still a hefty mm-hmm. amount, right? I mean, and you multiply that out for, by days and months, right? That's a big difference. And so uh, that's really what I want you guys to kind of realize is that if you're using this as a way to judge, you know, where your fitness is going and the quality of a session, 
that's that's really the, the wrong way to go about using that technology, right? It's really just kind of a bunch of bullshit, really, to be honest. Some and so until the, until that until they can start to close that gap up more and more and more. And I'm sure they will, but yeah, as technology improves, this means that they've already kind of closed that gap, and I'm sure they will eventually get to the point in time where they become pretty damn accurate. Uh, it's just hard to put something on your wrist and it be 100% accurate. Because yeah. well, I mean, it's convenient you think about factor. how much it moves on your wrist also. Like how, many, how much it's like actually not touching your wrist. Yeah. Like, you know, it's moving left to right or back and forth. Like, yeah. It's, it'd be tough to get it. And also like how back. tight you were and whatnot. Yeah. I think those are factors that play into it. And like the light going in between the wrist and the like the, uh, the watch itself can kind of affect it because the light has to be the exposure on the, on the skin really? and things like that. And I don't even know like if you have like hairy arms like me, like that well, affects one, it. When I, had, when I would wear my whoop every day, like I would end up getting like a, a big like ring. Yeah, I did like too. It's like, like, right like, like, like a ringworm yeah. almost. Yeah, and that's literally, I thought it was ringworm for like a whole month one day. Yeah. Like, it's actually well, that's what Kayla, when she had her little whoop band, like she was kind of getting pissed off because it like it would leave almost like a burn mark. Yeah, well, that's what I, it's a burn mark essentially. That's yeah. what it is. Because well, that light's like, it's on it, twenty four seven. I'm sure it gets relatively warm at times. Well, anything about like you shower too, like your skin's wet, you probably don't take it off after that. It's yeah. still just like roasting your your arm. Yeah, so um, I don't, I don't want to draw this out this podcast out too long. Right, right now we're just over fifteen minutes, and so just kind of sum everything up. <clears throat> so keep your calories the same. Don't adjust your calories based off how many calories you burned in that individual day. So if you went for like an extra run or we had a longer workout that day or you're just out in the yard doing more yard work and you burn some called more calories, you're like, oh, well, I earned more food today. Don't do that. Keep your calorie intake consistently always the same. And then two, don't put your worth into a workout based off how many calories you're burning in that individual session because you always go or always be drawn to the longer duration pieces. If you're using it as a, as like a, how I'm going to look physique-wise, right? Because like, I'm burning more calories and I'm going to drop more body fat. When in essence, most retention, and to be honest by the research, should be more so on the weight training aspect. Yeah. If you want better body composition, you better. focus, yeah, if you want to look better in body composition-wise, you should focus on the weight training aspect of it in your nutrition. And obviously the cardiovascular side is good for general health and just, just in general. But that's where you should put more of your primary focus on. But so many more often than not, people start if they're trying to drop body fat, right? They wanna they wanna go for the long cardio well, sessions and burn the calories. Exactly. When in our actuality it's probably the opposite is gonna help you out the most. Because you'll actually increase skeletal muscle mass, which will burn more calories, which then in essence will help you burn more body fat. Like people use that saying like, well, more muscle burns more fat, and it's like that's not, it's not like your muscles just eating at your eating fat, your like fat to eat. Day, right? <laughs> that's yeah. not, that's a little bit, I think people can visualize it that way and that's not how it works. Basically, all it's basically saying is the more skeletal muscle mass you have, the more calories you're going to burn at resting, which then in essence will allow you to burn more body fat because of it. So, um, so hopefully that helped you guys out. Uh, so quit using those watches to help uh, determine your calorie burn because really inaccuracies there. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. See y'all.